2: Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up for a new account to get amazing odds boosts every single day. Ruto, AJ, Jesse, coming to you live after whatever that was. <laughs> um, you know, usually, look, it's preseason. It's not like we're taking the actual result of the game too seriously, but... We would like to be here and, and talk significantly about the positive things we saw from certain players on the ice, and there wasn't a ton of that to talk about in this game. So... Yeah. You good? <laughs>
0: <laughs> the thing was stuck on my ear.
2: Yeah, listening to that was like listening to this broadcast today. Mm. So... Not sorry, great.
0: <laughs> I didn't mean to get my glasses caught on my ear. Was... My bad, man. Headphone one accepted. Sure, the ad didn't accepted. mean to
2: lose this game 7 1 either, so it's okay. Uh, look, I th- rule number one don't overreact, <laughs> nothing matters, nothing barely this even game. react,
0: yeah, yeah. To this game. <laughs> like, if there's, if there's really a thing that people should seriously have gotten down from this fan base now, it's that of all the preseasons that we've had to sit through in the last, I don't know, 10, 15 years, this is by far the least meaningful. The mm-hmm. roster is set. There are very few surprises on the way. There are almost no roster battles, even more so after they release Galchenyuk from the PTO. Like mm. there is very, very, very little tonight. Tonight's game, the arguably outside of Georgiev, the highest caliber player that they iced was Logan O'Connor.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yep, which is yeah. a fourth
2: liner in the NHL. Yeah, yeah. So
1: full full time, yeah, bona fide. Fourth liner mm. t- spot duty bottom six. You and know what I mean? Like <laughs> half
0: of these guys also played last night. Yep. Right. So like context. Let's yeah. just and, and it wasn't like it wasn't like what we've seen in the past where uh sometimes the home team just like like stocks the roster full of NHL guys and it's just this total mismatch of roster. The, the first the first game in Minnesota that none of us got to see. A good example of a team that loaded up its roster with some dudes and played against a team that was not that was equipped not. to handle that. That wasn't really the case tonight. It's not like Vegas played at any of their guys on at forward other than William Carlson. Yeah. But, and
2: Stevenson too.
0: Okay. So we're talking like they're Fifth and sixth
2: best forwards. Yeah, well, the Avs played their eleventh best forwards Yeah,
0: no, but it, what I'm saying is like, and then you get to their defense, and their best defenseman is Zach Whitecloud Yeah. Dude. So like this was a this was a battle of not good rosters. This was For an sure. AHL hockey game, uh, and it felt yeah. like an AHL hockey game. It felt uh, really squirrely, really loosey goosey, a lot of really weird bounces, and uh, a, a you know a blowout final score. Very hl <laughs> There were certainly zero NHL starting defensemen in that
2: lineup. That was for sure.
0: Yeah, I mean, shit. The second best defenseman in this game between both teams was Ben Hutton. <laughs> ben yep. Hutton! I uh, I did laugh because the, uh,
1: the Vegas broadcast, mm-hmm. they were talking about Logan Thompson, the goaltender for Vegas. Uh, and they were like, and honestly, you know, he's looked good tonight. There's an opportunity for the taking. It's like, well, yeah, this is the peer group he's hoping to ascend beyond. He's trying to get out of AHL games. Yeah, I would hope he looks good here.
0: Yeah, but, hey, it's a way bigger problem if he does not look good in that game. <laughs> yeah, that's a great point. True. So, and then on the point. other side, you know, you do have Alexander Georgiev who gives up six goals.
1: Yeah, I... I uh... Six I didn't love him tonight. Shots, man. I'm but, not going to drag him too much because of the context of the roster, but I, uh, I really did not. Uh, I didn't love Georgiev's game tonight.
2: No. It's... He
0: had a good debut. He played well in that uh, in, in the first, first game, half
2: of a game that he played. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and this was not good. I mean, it... this was just not a good night for him. He he was comically unlucky along the way. Uh, oh. A lot of things going against him. Some nice finishes. But it, it was it was one of those nights where you're like, two things are true, he's yeah, not absolutely. getting much help, he's not playing very it's, well.
2: Yeah. Look, when you kick out a rebound right up the slot, it's not <laughs> great, and mm-hmm. it's way worse when you don't have a defenseman within ten feet of the slot. <laughs> so. Yeah. You, you would just tell him that yeah. one that beat
1: him. Yeah, that one that beat him clean, the wrist shot low. You just told by his posture that he was like, you know what? Don't have it. Just getting to the end of this period and. Get me out get of me here. Out. Yeah, yeah. Get me out of this. <laughs> what does what he call Happy Gilmore? The Misa Mista lady. He was Mista like that. Mista. Yeah. <laughs> get me out of here.
2: It's. <laughs> the thing is with Georgiev, like, yes, you want him to stop some of those pucks. Like. Sure, but also, as we've said with every goaltender since the existence of this show, even when it gets to the regular season, it's going to take this dude twenty games to get yeah. used to the abs systems.
0: Ab and defensive systems a little bit different it takes a yeah. little bit of adjusting to. And he
2: didn't get to see that system at all tonight because it was a bunch of dudes just <laughs> not playing a defensive system.
0: You know what so... he got was a lot of high danger chances.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: The fifth time
2: in the last 24 hours that someone is just standing wide open on the back door. is like, okay, all right, <laughs> we get it.
0: Yeah, I, I was laughing midway through the third trying to stay awake when it was like, I really wanted to see Josh Jacobs in a game. Cause he was one of the defenders at camp that I thought I was like, Oh, this is an intriguing skill set. Let's see what it looks like in a game. Um, not great. Uh, and like not any help. There wasn't, uh, there was not one single defenseman tonight that I would point to and be like, that guy was, that was good stuff from him. I liked that. Um, just thought the unit as a whole just bled. And the thing is, like,
2: you're thinking of of Jacobs tonight, and the one shining standout low light, I guess, is the atrocious clearing attempt that results in a, a goal the other way, <laughs> where he just rips it right off of a dude's stick, and it's in behind everyone. So but...
0: you know, you know, sometimes when you watch Twitter conversations unfold and somebody rolls in with their whole chest and just says something that's just not true. (laughs) Confidently wrong. That was what that clearing attempt was. It was (laughs) confidently wrong. He stepped up, made a nice little move in the corner, and he fired that thing and tips right off that guy's stick and back into the middle of the ice, and you're like, well... Did
1: you guys see that, that guy in my mentions the other night saying that it's completely... Unheard of to hang three banners if you win your division and then win the Stanley Cup. You do division conference Stanley Cup. He was like, Wow, how desperate can you be for banners? Completely unheard of. Out of like, you know, whatever. And I was like, No, it's actually it's super common. Everyone does it. Nope. No one does it. No one hangs three banners. You only hang one for as far as you went into your point. Just like, not couldn't use google for one second before declaring how correct they were and it's like this is so easy i posted 12 examples of how they were wrong it's like i feel I like that's just
2: he... a salty nashville fan who like is tired <laughs> of the reputation that nashville's got i <laughs> i, I mean that's that's
0: like the other day uh justin cox um i do you guys know justin yeah. Uh the he does the really great design work on Twitter and he was uh he did a proposal for redesigning their banners. Yeah. And one of the one of the comments in response was a Blackhawks fan who was like, Calm down, you only have one.
1: <sighs>
0: and people were <laughs> like Oh my god. <laughs> you know that was their third Stanley Cup, right? <laughs> like, oh, it was just so good because he was a, and he was a Blackhawks fan. Yeah. Um, and I just uh I enjoyed scrolling through his Twitter for a minute just to like, live like you said in it's, the bad.
1: It's the overwhelming confidence yeah. in in the incorrect like it's not even that it's like, oh what a bad take. It's like, no, that's Factually incorrect, what you're
2: saying. Mm-hmm. Do we do we know is the is the new banner going to be in the same style as the old ones? I I, I would assume so. Yeah,
0: the, I will say I, if I'm if I'm a diehard Nuggets fan, I'm starting to get a little comfortable. It's
2: getting crowded Ooh, with, with those, those banners. Those
0: banners are starting to encroach <laughs> on the midway point. Yeah. <laughs> like it's no longer just round the bend down there. It's like they're starting to move. <laughs>
1: They well, keep they, hanging two
0: more of these things, and the Nuggets don't catch up. They're going to have to seed some space. Yeah,
1: they're going to have to put Nuggets and Mammoth on one side, <laughs> and three the other three quarters for the ABS. Uh, I, I mean, between the retired numbers, I think it's already half ABS because the shoot twice end, and then one of the sides is all ABS. There,
0: banner. there might actually be as many Mammoth banners as Nuggets banners now after their most recent championship.
1: Uh, I think there's.
0: Sorry Nuggets fans.
1: I think there's more meaningful banners
0: on the Mammoth side than there are the Nuggets. Well, well I mean obviously when you have multiple, multiple championships, championships like yeah. it's not even it's not like Western Conference final participant banners hanging. <laughs> they haven't at least been embarrassing about it. <laughs> True.
1: Um yeah, I don't know but the the they have the 01 banner down right now. And yeah. So I don't know if they're going to uh, I don't know. I, I'd be totally fine if they maybe just maybe the abs totally are getting
0: really really confident and they're gonna do what Kansas does, where Kansas doesn't have a banner for their conference championships in basketball, or if they don't hang a new one. They have one and they just, they just add a year add to the it. Number, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> maybe that's what the abs will do with their Stanley Cups. They're gonna, <laughs> they're gonna start to feel real, real big. Just one banner. <laughs> uh okay anyway you could tell yeah. what this game was like that we're sitting here talking about yeah. banners yeah expect
2: expect a couple more tangents on this show <laughs> to say the least uh, yeah
0: i mean really there isn't one single player that i would say hey this guy was really really good tonight okay. i yet again i liked martin Cout's overall body of work yep. this is the best that i have ever seen him in terms of playing at a colorado avalanche pace It continues to be, he's moving well, he's getting up and down the ice. I liked him on the forecheck, I liked him, uh, I I liked him working hard. Wasn't super effective, but again, played last night, traveled today, uh, you know, and just was not at the same level that he was last night, which was really good, it was a really good night for him. Tonight was a little bit lower of a night, but I don't think by any means a bad.
2: In, in a sea of dudes where you're looking for anything in this hockey game. I mean, it, by the halfway point, you would take any tiny little positive you could find. Yeah. Cout was one that at least consistently gave you something in this game.
1: I, I was trying to watch him because the Cout's problem, in my opinion, is one of his biggest problems has always been the consistency. It's not a question of if he has the ability to play at an NHL level, we've seen it in spurts. A shift, a game, a couple games, whatever, and so that's what you're watching for. He, I, I, <clears throat> I liked his first preseason game; it was okay. Thought his last one was really good. So, okay, how do you follow that up? <clears throat> and, and I liked that he's again he, to your point, AJ. Despite all the stuff in the last 24, twenty-four hours, I thought he was consistent from shift to shift. I didn't see uh, many shifts for him where it was like. Well, he really took that one off, uh, you know, cut some corners on that because that's where he gets in trouble at the NHL level. Uh, and it's not exclusive to him. AHL players, that's where AHL level players get in trouble when they go to the NHL is it is the shift off. It's the game off. It's the not recovering the right way. And as we saw the other night with JT Comfort, you just get so exposed with that at the NHL level. So I'm with you. I like that he was able to, keep a somewhat consistent level throughout this game. Cause that's to me, that's that's his thing. That's if he can do that, he's gonna start to earn the trust, be a little bit more reliable. Yeah. Um because that's where he him and I thought like malt's up tonight, that's Yeah. It's the same thing for him going back to last season. It's just shift off, shift off, lazy, reaching, not paying attention, losing your guy down the middle. Uh doesn't matter how much good you do if you're constantly making those kinds of mistakes.
2: It, it, the count thing I think is interesting because of a conversation that we've had before with other guys. But you look at it last game oh, you put him with Alex Newhook and he looks really good. It's crazy what happens when you put guys with talent. All of a sudden things start to click into place. They play off each other a lot better. And you saw that at the end of this game, the Avs started switching up their lines. They tried to put count up on the top line with Logan O'Connor and some other things. But it's interesting to find that balance because obviously in the NHL, whatever Couch's role is going to be, isn't going to be like a huge opportunity on the second line, most likely. So he does have to find a way to be effective by
0: himself. Sort of. I would say that this is an important point too, because when you saw Logan O'Connor tonight alone, as arguably their most established NHL forward, I don't even know if arguably. I think he just is at yeah. this point. Yeah. Um how did Logan O'Connor look? I mean and he that's kind like of
1: Logan O'Connor.
0: They, yeah. He's I mean he kind of scoots around the ice, but you see his limitations or and yeah. We don't have those kinds of expectations, right? Like we don't have the expectations for him to go out there like, like he's in the middle of the power play and like he's on their top <laughs> like top line and you know you're you're just like uh, I ain't. like cool Um but it's it, it is an interesting point that we say you put some of these guys with some talent uh and see how different they look you know how how does a guy look as a role player a, next to other role players and how does he look next to an offensive, you know, a play driver, especially the way that Newhook was last night. And the fact that they kind of fed into each other the way that they did, it's it's more reinforcement of hey, when Martin Count plays plays up a little bit. Yeah He's okay. You can't, have, you can't and,
1: have a player that can only play in your top six. Like,
0: well, and that's that's not the argument with Kauto. The the one of the appeals of Kout is that he could be a right wing on a third line next to a JP or and a Ben. I Meyer. know, but like
1: what, what we're saying here is, oh, you have to put him with guys like Newhook, guys who can drive plays. Part of I actually was gonna comment. I, I thought having Logan O'Connor in this game. Well, I mean, he's lowest man on the totem pole. That's why he's been in three preseason games already. But uh, <laughs> I thought I, I thought he was an interesting. He, he was an interesting guy to watch tonight because I, I agree you. T- to your point. Yeah, when he's the best player on the ice, you're like, eh, he's really not that. But he skates really hard. He gets after the four check, he, he like tonight he does everything that he does well in an abs game. Well, it's just that it is less effective when he's also having to like be the guy playing seventeen but, minutes. Right, right. And and my thing with Kout is, you know, we're saying like, oh, well, see, it's it's amazing when he plays with some talent. You you want to see him getting after it on every shift and that, you know, skating hard, causing problems along the wall. To your point, I think, AJ, it was you that said it, like create some stuff by yourself. Like you don't need Alex Newhook to look good. And that was what I, I liked about him tonight was I thought he found a way to be visible despite not having a ton of talent around him. And that's just what you need to see more out of him. You can't rely on, oh, he's got to have more talent around him. He, he's got to get there on his own. He's got to earn that on his own.
0: Sure, but the appeal of a guy like that is if you put Logan O'Connor up in your lineup, you, he's still Logan O'Connor. But you throw Martin Kaut in there with Alex Newhook, and you saw a little bit of vibing, and you're like, okay, great. He could play with I mean, some talent. His job, his hit the challenge for him is... Whatever role they end up putting him in, whatever role, you know, whatever it is, he needs to he needs to prove that he can play in the NHL, period.
1: Right. But and, and the same argument is, you made for O'Connor from last year, you know, he had that two week stretch where with all those injuries, he moved up the lineup, had a great couple of weeks, and then as the roster got healthy, he settled back in. Yeah, but, and I mean and like, it's again
0: the greatest two weeks of his in, basically his entire NHL career. Right. Like, but, and but, that's but
1: what I'm but what I'm saying is in like let's also, be realistic here. His NHL career isn't that much more significant than Martin Kouts to this point in terms of games, games played. played. Yeah, I know, but that's what I'm saying. So he's got one additional season on Martin Kautz. But again, the point just kind of stands of like, yeah,
2: you moved him up. You
1: put him next to some very skilled players. He had the greatest two weeks of his career, but well, he's effective I- in the lineup. There has to be some
2: sustainability there or or proof in the pudding for Cout. And there are two things I want to talk about here. But first, we're brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up for a new account over there. Highly recommend you never bet on preseason hockey. Don't do that uh, unless you want to throw your money away, but you can bet on the NFL. If you go over there right now with that DNVR code, all you have to do is bet $5 on any NFL team to win their next game, and you get $200 in free bets if you hit. So get over there. Give it a try today with DraftKings. You can also get into their stepped-up same-game parlays. Every leg you add to an NFL parlay boosts your winnings by 100%. So you could uh, get into some ridiculousness if you hit on some of those parlays. Uh, Got to check it out now. Go over to DraftKings Sportsbook. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Be sure to use that DNVR code to get the $200 in free bets promotion uh, if your team wins, of course. It must be 21 and roller, Colorado only. Other terms, restrictions, and conditions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for detail. They're an official sports betting partner of the NFL. And, of course, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. We're also brought to you by Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. This game certainly made me want to drink. So Mm -hmm. go grab yourself a Breck brew either from your local liquor store. You can use the Breck beer locator online or come on down to the DNVR bar where we have plenty of Breck brew to drink. This Friday, we're doing the uh, decorate the bar with stickers. So come help us do that. You can come slap a sticker on the, the front side of the bar and help make it our own kind of place. So. Martin Cout conversation here. Very quickly, my question would be, what did Logan O'Connor do in this game that Martin Kaut didn't? And I would say not a whole lot. I get it. Look, it's one preseason game. You're not deciding who gets into the roster on one preseason game. But if you widen that scope a little bit more, you've seen Ben Myers continue to have... These lapses, the types of things that Martin Kaut has been kind of punished for in his lack of opportunity. Is is it starting to become a conversation? Are we starting to seriously think about Martin Kaut potentially having an opening night job, at least with some of these injuries?
0: Oh, I think, I think so. I think the answer should be yeah, man. I, I think... <sighs> I, I don't know if he actually plays because again, there's the wild card of they could always just slide Curtis McDermott into that in into sure. that 12th mm-hmm. forward spot and say YOLO. Because if Helm and Nechushkin are both ready to go, it's one spot that we're talking about here. Yeah. Uh and that just Which... they might just decide, hey, we're comfortable, we're just comfortable with Curtis McDermott, and you know, it is what it is. Um but no, just based on the preseason play. Now there's you know, there's always what's the work ethic how's how is he doing in the room you know there's all the the cultural and the behind the scenes stuff that we are not privy to mm-hmm. that go into stuff like this but Cout is also like caut this is fifth time going around here like he has not he is he's he's done the up and down thing um and to be honest with you if you're if you're a team like Arizona or Chicago right now are you not just kind of sitting there like yeah but the same way the Avs were with a guy like Patrick Nemeth. Put him on waivers. Yeah. Like especially oh, yeah, especially okay. in like a tank heavy year where there's probably three to five teams that are probably sitting there like we I mean, can have afford to give seen this guy. Chicago's an entire roster, man. <laughs> well, I'm saying between yeah. Arizona, Chicago, and Philadelphia, and yeah. maybe maybe a a touch of Montreal. Yeah. Uh, I think I think you're real, you're looking at some teams that are not interested in winning hockey games this year. I'm anyway any one of being, those
1: teams, he's a 13, 14 minute a night guy, like tomorrow.
0: And that's that's what I'm saying. Like would the Avs, like the Avs the abs obviously have to make their choices here. Uh but the waivers, the waivers part of this is the first time that we've had to, had this conversation with a guy like Kout. And we do see guys with his pedigree, first rounders that have not gotten to break, gotten a, a, an extended look to break through on good teams, you know, competitive teams get claimed a decent amount of time. Like the like of the guys that get claimed, the guys with that background are the ones that you're with like some pedigree for sure. Right? Yeah, you're like okay, like those guys get claimed a, a decent chunk of time
2: well, because and that's. that's... And like you said, no, I I was just reinforcing your point of like, dude's got pedigree. You've got a team who literally does not care if they win or not. Why not give that dude a chance? Right. Yeah.
0: And, and like, maybe the, you know, and when you're talking about claiming a guy, the big reason that teams don't do that is like, Hey, we've got our own guys. We, we need, now we need to find a spot for this guy and blah, 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 blah. Weirdly. One of the most active teams claiming people has been Colorado. Yep. Um, But it's. (laughs) It like talking about this couch situation, like this is the kind, this is the type of preseason that I think we all wanted to see from him mm-hmm. where it was like, look, man, he's left a lot of positive tape out there. Yep. He's really, he's really, it's not like he's been okay. We're not talking about he hasn't hurt them. We're talking about it, he has actively outplayed his direct competition for this job. And that doesn't, that's not just Mikhail Maltsev and Oscar Olison and that. That includes Lucas Sedlak, Anton Bleed, uh, Charles Udon, guys like that. He has been a more impactful player than each of those guys, in my opinion, in the games that he's played in. For and that's... Long, I don't even think it's been close. And Well, for a guy like Bleed, I think the gap is really big. For a guy yeah. like Sedlak, there are still things in Sedlak's game sure. that I like individually. And the fact he's got like yeah. 150 games or whatever... Um, Some of his struggles you could point at, like tonight him getting a little bit lost defensively. Yeah. You could point at and be like, he just doesn't totally know where to go yet. He's still trying to figure this one out. But, and it was interesting to watch Kout like yell at him. would be like, go! Yeah, there. like trying to tried to direct traffic and like yelling, telling Sedlak where to go. And Sedlak's like, and then they get yeah. scored on and you're like, oh. Oh, this, that was an interesting moment. Yeah. <laughs> that's going to be a thing that's on tape. That's going to be interesting. Very curious about that. Um, again, but, like, with, with Count, like, I think he's made a solid case. There are two more games to go. We're probably talking about one spot here. And he may not even, like, he might make the roster and not make the and, lineup.
2: And be the 13th forward yeah. with the injuries, sure. Yeah.
1: I, again, I just I keep going back to it. I think the biggest thing for him is that he's had – Three games where I think you would grade him anywhere from good to very good. And that, to me, has always been his problem. As he comes out, yeah, that first preseason game, wow, he really outplayed the guys he's trying to compete with. The next one, he falls flat on his face, takes a penalty, you know, loses position. and He's not doing that this year. So especially with the departure of Galchenyuk, which I'm sure we'll talk about a, a little bit at some point before we jump off here. Yeah. J- just in terms of them not keeping him around any longer, like, okay, there's one less person you're competing with. Yeah. Um, well, I- I'm with you guys. I think the list is dwindling down. Um, and he can't just go fall flat on his face here in the next few days. And if he doesn't do that, I, I think he's going to put himself in a decent spot. The one name we haven't mentioned is Shane Bowers,
2: who didn't play tonight.
1: Well, and- didn't play tonight, Who's had himself. A decent camp himself.
0: I just, I just think from from my perspective, personally here, I think uh, Bowers had too much ground to make up in preseason. Yeah, I but agree. if Bowers can stay healthy, mm-hmm. Bowers is a guy that I think would finally, finally get an opportunity at consistency in the AHL, especially if a guy like Cout is on the NHL roster and it's one less body, yeah, that he's contending with in the lineup there. For me, I just think Bowers probably had too much ground to make up and mm-hmm. was chasing that. Um, also, he just hasn't played as well as Kout. And so I'm like, yeah, I would say that you're right. It is one more name that we probably drop off that list. But at least this time around, because it feels like we've been doing the Cow Bowers thing for
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> it's four years now. <laughs> uh,
0: at least this time around, it's predominantly one guy separated in the good way.
2: Well, and and I I want to talk about the other side of that too, in in some of these other guys. But Jesse, go ahead. Well, no, I was going to say the the other thing that too, just with Bowers,
1: I I, I agree with you. I, I and they play different positions. He's only played two games. We've only seen him in one. Yeah. Um. So he he's just another name to keep it on. And one last thing I was going to say is, having said all of this, to the Curtis McDermott point. All of this, I think, is true. And I still wouldn't be surprised at all if neither of those guys made the opening night lineup and they sent them back to the Eagles and said, Great, you did a lot of great things. We like what you're doing. Hone it a little bit more. We've got Curtis McDermott will plug in and we can call up a Jason Megna right away. Uh, That it wouldn't shock me, even though it it wouldn't shock me at all.
2: Would not shock me at all. Would be yeah. disappointing if they called up Jason Magma just to waiver. I, I,
1: I guess, you, you, I like, guess, you, you, yeah, I guess the, the, the waivers is the, the difficult.
0: Yeah, I mean, waivers is just kind of like this. It's the first time we've had to contend with this. With right, you. right. I think Bowers will pass waivers just fine. I get
2: given he'd had what nine points in like 30 games last year. It was. There's not compared to had thirty points in like forty-one games. Somebody would
0: have to be doing like a weirdly deep dive on yeah. the Avs system to be like, all right, this guy. Yeah, I what? mean, keep in mind. I will just say this: keep in mind, uh, one of the one of the big pro scouts in Arizona's front office these days is Alan Heppel. It's true, who was the scouting director the year that the Avs had a first round grade on him and then traded for him, so. Uh, now, he was part of the trade, I should say, not traded for him. Like, it was like mm-hmm. they targeted him specifically. <laughs> but he was not the big piece of that trade. <laughs> but Right, but th- what I'm saying is is that, that the guy who was the Colorado scouting director at the time was the one who was yes. was part of the team that had a first-round grade on him and really liked him is now a pro scout in Arizona which is one of those teams that you're absolutely for me Arizona uh Chicago and Philadelphia are the teams that I'm eyeballing when all when waiver when the waiver wire explodes in the next 10 yeah. days. You know
2: it, it might not be an avs guy but I would be shocked if those teams don't weed out a guy or two.
0: Yeah two or three guys honestly yes. between between those between those teams uh, up to up to maybe even four or five guys, depending on which guys and you know which whichever sure. they are in different positions. But those are those are bad teams that need help. Yep. Um, and can take free shots at these guys. Where look, if it doesn't work out, you know we all remember how Marco Dano went in Colorado, yeah. and then you, <laughs> you just, just showed up, you got claimed like back
2: on waivers. If it doesn't work, yeah, and <laughs> they were like
0: they played him in a couple of games, and they were like. Yeah, I think we're good. <laughs> and he he got reclaimed. He like went yep. right back to where he was, and it was all good. So yep.
2: So it, anyway, I, I did want to move into this list of guys trying to earn the job. You mentioned Sedlak and Bleed a little bit. At this point, I'll be honest. I
0: would not feel comfortable with Bleed in the NHL lineup.
2: He is terrible. Um, Sedlak
0: would bother me less, but I don't think there's a spot for him if they it, insist on playing him as a center.
2: Like you said, with Sedlak, it feels like, okay, there's probably like a bottom of the barrel NHLer here that just doesn't know the systems yet. And then you have Ben Myers, yeah. which, if you're asking me, I think the list goes Count one, Myers two, Sedlak three there. But you've seen a lot of the same problems with Sedlak and Myers. You've seen I, some of that lostness.
0: I, I would say, just based purely on preseason play, I would probably go count Sedlak than Myers. Okay, because I think Myers has been such a detriment defensively, and I don't know that you are going to consistently see that with Sedlak. But with Myers, it's it's just a different score with Myers. He's a rookie. He's transitioning to pro. These other guys have been playing pro hockey for years, right? Even Kout, we're talking about five years, and this is his fifth year in pro hockey in
2: right. North
0: America. He's actually been playing pro hockey right. since he was Seven like fifteen years. or yeah. something. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like this is a very different conversation for Ben Myers. A different set of challenges. Uh, so holding him to the same the same standard, I think, would be a little tough, but. It has also been disappointing enough from Myers and I think strong enough from Cout that if you are, if you fast forward to opening night and they had Martin Kaut in the lineup and Ben Myers is a healthy scratch, I don't think that would be shocking. I think what would shock me is if Ben Myers is the one that gets sent to the Eagles. That mm-hmm. would be the one that I'm not expecting.
1: Now the other thing that's interesting about all of this too is we're talking about a lot of this roster competition and and okay, let's again hypothetically say that both Nachushkin and Helm are ready to go for night one. I, I'm not sure if Helm will be. Yeah, I feel relatively confident that Nachushkin will be, but let's just. He went a zero to
0: hundred, didn't he?
1: Pretty quick. <laughs> um, <laughs> like
0: he hasn't been on the ice yet. He's in a non-contact jersey. He's a full participant. Yeah, he's Three days, man. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, so let's, let's just hypothetically say both those guys are good to go. You're talking about one spot. Then you're talking about, okay, cool. Now you, you cool. you made the roster. Now you have to beat someone out. Now you have to take an existing NHL job to stick long term. And, and that's another part of this that I think is just so interesting because once Gabe Landeskog comes back, uh, you know, I mean, any one of these guys, mm-hmm. pick a name, Ben Myers, Martin Kaut, uh, Sedlak, even when you were talking about Galchenyuk, uh, you know, on the PTO, you're like, okay, cool. Any one of these guys makes it, then what? Oh, yeah. who, who, who are you realistically taking out of the lineup? as much as you hate to factor in, you know, salary and, and games played and and all that kind of stuff. Like, are you going to take Darren Helm, Andrew Cogliano out of your lineup for again, any one of these young guys. And so it's just, that's another part of this that I do think is interesting is cool. Martin Kaut finally makes it.
0: It's on him to stick. I mean, the, the thing here, the thing here is that we're talking about, you could probably safely assume that they will get through the end of the month of October of games. And then we'll revisit it with whatever yeah, develops with TAM, are, Landis Cox's timeline and whatever, whatever. Uh, because October starts this week and the guy's not even skating. Yeah. It's, it's still going to be a while here. Now, there are still a couple of weeks uh, until uh, the start of the regular season, whatever. But I would say... I would say you could probably safely assume that we're going to get through the end of October
2: Well, and and you get to that
0: road trip at the end of the month, right before the global series. That's kind of your like invisible line in the sand where you say, um, prove that you could stick beyond that. well, You know, that's their opportunity.
2: It's Mm -hmm. and keep in mind every team in the NHL, sees multiple injuries come through the forwards on their season so even if Cout establishes himself as like the second or third guy there that's enough for him to see more opportunity down the line when someone is out for a couple weeks or someone gets the flu or things like that so he it's not like oh he has to prove he's the ninth best forward on the team, or something. He just has to prove enough to be the, at the top of that call-up
1: list. Oh, well, and again, keep I'm not in mind. just
2: saying count. I'm saying I'm saying any of these guys. It is just yeah, the next step
0: in, it,
1: w- with with all this because even myself, like you know, I've gotten myself a little bit caught up in damn who who's that last spot. But when you think down the road, it's like that last spot has some caveats with it, and, yeah. and it is going to be interesting to see how whoever it is handles that. Do they have to try multiple people there? You know, whatever.
0: But it may not matter because remember last year, who was the first call up? Who was the number? Who was the first guy they brought from the AHL last year? It was Martin Kout. Yeah, he played and disappeared, and that was the end of it for him. <laughs> yep, he right. did not come back after that. And versus like Megna and Sherwood, who kind of like bounced around, bounced yeah. around a little bit, you know, like Cout Kout was first call up. And that was it. He didn't do enough while here to convince them to say, okay, we want to see him again. Mm -hmm. You know, now I know that there were some injury issues for him last year, Yeah. uh, where you know, hey, at the time of a call-up, and this is where Shane Bowers has really been. The injuries have crushed him, yeah. The worst luck imaginable is that in some of the hottest stretches of Bowers' career, uh, the abs were fine. And then they would need help at a time where he had gotten hurt. And that's just, you know, you can't plan for that stuff. But yeah, no, we're talking about like, oh, who's this last spot today? Well, it's on that guy. Like Mm -hmm. Martin Cow could win this job, play the first two regular season games, completely fall apart, (laughs) get sent back down and, you know, get put on waivers. And then, you know, Arizona claims him and we never see him again. Yeah.
1: yeah. And that's
0: just it. That's the end of the story of his time in Colorado. Like that's, it's, it. We've seen it that Alex Newhook made the team last year. One game, sent down. Connor Timmons a couple of years ago makes the team out of camp. One game, sent down. So yeah. it's not even like making the team out of camp. is any level of security here. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
2: Um, just to kind of wrap up this conversation, part of what will help Cal keep up there We've seen him play with a little bit more aggression. We've seen him play with a little bit of yep. that willing-to-skate-into-guys type stuff this preseason. So that's why we're so
0: encouraged about that. Desperation is a hell of a drug. Yep. If he's if he's acting like oh, this is my last chance, he's at least playing like it.
2: Yeah, yep. I agree. So on that note, it's not your last chance to get in on a vodka TV, but it I'm might be your you last think chance – to get it before the regular season. So make sure you go get yourself a Vaca TV if you want to watch Altitude. Yeah, that's definitely a stadium series hat. I don't know.
0: Yeah, this is uh, the one they gave for the media. Uh, <laughs> you can
2: go to avaca.tv slash Colorado 10. That's E-V-O-C-A dot TV slash Colorado 10 to get TV for just 15 bucks a month for the first three months and only 25 bucks a month after that. Like I said, they have Altitude. They have ATD Sportsnet. They got the national channels. They got NFL Red Zone. They got you covered for all your sporting needs here in the Colorado area. So go check them out today. They also have movie channels and, and some TV show channels and things like that too. So they got you covered for way cheaper than your other TV options. Also brought to you by Game Time. Did you know you could have gotten in to this ABS Vegas game? If you were in Vegas tonight, you could have got into that game for $1 with Game Time. Hmm. I mean, one dollar. I don't. One dollar
0: for any hockey game is worth it, <laughs>
2: like straight up.
0: So you got to get game time. Is there, is there a level of play where you would draw your line and say one dollar is too much? Because like yeah. HL, NHL, ECHL, a dollar, I am good with all of that. But after yeah. that,
2: even the junior, one hundred percent would pay a dollar. And you get below uh, junior, it actually becomes so bad it's comical. So the dollar is still worth it
1: it's just no uh, yeah i was gonna say like there is hockey that isn't fun to watch i promise
0: (laughs) yeah it's predominantly played by kids under 12 that's (laughs) hilarious hockey no it's not
1: no 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 (laughs) it's it's hilarious in like a two-minute super cut where one of the kids is mic'd up (laughs) a full three-period hockey game or yeah but it's or a dollar. A I'll just leave after the first around, period.
0: Like, like it's bodying fine. Little kids. Then, then why bother?
1: Yeah. I was going to say, so then that is your line at, because the question is what, what game wouldn't you pay
2: $1 to sit through and watch? Yeah. Okay. I guess I, not, I, would, not, I would pay yeah. the dollar to watch part of it and leave, I guess then. Sorry. that yeah, so doesn't count.
0: That's, <laughs> that's basically
1: <laughs> you just paying a dollar to go in the door, which is not the question.
0: Well, and really like that's your plan. You're gonna, <laughs> you're gonna pay a dollar to watch 20 minutes or whatever of totally little kid, right. and then bail like yeah,
1: just save the dollar at that point.
0: Yeah, not have a Nintendo to, Switch. Like, a, a, what a kid the falling fuck
1: over doing? is
2: absolutely worth a dollar. Like I probably wouldn't go out of my way to do it, but. Anyway, and I'm pretty sure game time. Bro, I've yeah. got
0: YouTube. I can go and watch kids falling over for free. Game and time I can watch a lot sell of these it.
2: tickets anyway. They only sell tickets to real sporting events, not children's sporting events. So,
1: he's wow, calling kids <laughs> not real
0: sporting
2: <laughs> events. Go check kids, out game time. Not
0: athletes.
2: There's a link down in the description of the video. You can get in there super easy. You can get up to 60% off of standard prices with game time. So, be sure to check it out anytime you're going to see the Avs or anyone else here. It's a great way to get an amazing deal. All right. Third period. I don't really have a ton more to say. So is, is there anything else you guys really wanted to
0: touch on? Goalie controversy. Oh, my god. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Stop. Okay. <laughs> I
1: got I got one of those two. Is it time to start worrying? It's like, are you watching this game? <laughs> Are you really taking anything away from this, like hard? Uh, the enemies? one time,
0: the the one time that I feel like under no circumstances should you be worried about anything non-injury related is in the immediate preseason following a Stanley Cup win. Yeah, those. That is the one time that you can watch the team with you, the, the 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 logo of the team that you root for and think, I don't care a single bit about this now when the games start to count and blah 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 then maybe we can have a little bit of a different conversation but i'll still say just be patient but at least with games counting you're having a like you're like okay they're for real i'm
2: not even considering it until the end of october man but i'm for
0: me it's more like december i
2: i I tend to agree but i'll leave room for if he throws for seven hundred games in a row, then it's like, hey, maybe you even got
0: a problem. Well, but. yeah, then you give Frankie the net for a week, and that's why that's the value of having Frankie as your backup mm-hmm. and not mm-hmm. true Stewart Skinner, who I only name it because he's a total unknown in, in, in the NHL. So, anyway, um, no, I'm, I mean, I'm just kidding around. I'm not worried about him. Gorgiev went from, see, he's going to be fine to, is there a problem, really quickly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, the only other thing I had yeah, wasn't tonight. I just wanted to get your guys' thoughts because uh, j- again, just the, the the Galchenyuk thing, to me, I, I tweeted about it today, it went from making no sense to, oh, okay, this makes some sense, to now I'm I mean, back to like, oh, damn, was it really
2: just a favorite of Pat Bresson?
0: Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, have we talked well, about and, that in
2: there? Because that's what this, him getting cut Today, that's what that screams to me. Yeah, that's all, that's I, would, all right, I right. would
0: also say we don't know uh, because Galchenyuk disappeared from practice, too. Mm-hmm. The last couple of days wasn't around for practice. So I'm curious if there was an injury and the abs were just like, sorry, bud. Yeah. We Yeah, we yeah, don't yeah. have like this. This really sucks. We don't have the time to like nurse you through this and then see if you can still make this roster. Right, right. So because, yeah, it, it just for me, it, it was. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it was it was just a really odd series of events. When we heard the injuries, we all kind of looked at each other at camp. We were like, well, now I can see why they're looking at this. See if you can get some skill injected into the top six while you have some guys coming back. Um, and it was funny. We asked Jared Bednar yesterday, I believe, um, what he thought of Galchenyuk in the one preseason game we couldn't see. And the first thing he talked about was, He was blocking shots and his defensive game was good. So Megan and I, even on the way out of family sports, we were like, the fact that that was what he led with, like, wow. You know, that wasn't, we were expecting him to say, yeah, he's got some nice jump. He has good offensive upside, but talking about his defensive game. Wow. Things, maybe they are going well for him. And And then not even 24 hours later,
2: gone cut. Well, and you know, we, we don't know the behind the scenes story here, obviously, but it, maybe it is just as simple as you know what Kautz looked really good Galchenyuk was insurance if, if these guys weren't able to to hack it and yeah they don't need it anymore
0: no and maybe maybe it's not even just cow but it was like hey we've gotten enough guys we've yeah. we've really liked the growth in certain areas of sampo Ranta's game where mm-hmm. we felt like we had to call him up for you know sampo ranta had like nine hits tonight or something like
1: yeah it's
0: not a guy that I'm like oh wow look how good he was but like that physicality, that that aggression, you know, like that's a that's a thing that you were looking for him to change in his game. If he's specifically working on that aspect of it and showing positively, all right, maybe they feel better. Count, know, having a good preseason a good camp, you know, maybe they do feel better there. Sedlak is as advertised. Right. That's a guy that they think could help them in the NHL at some point. You know, maybe it was just like, and especially because Galchenyuk is a guy that you know has a limitation is not going to help you in a bottom six role. So yep, maybe, yep. maybe, and and then maybe it was, more than anything, it was Nichushkin who, when we first found out about the PTO, we were like, hey, he's probably still nursing a foot injury. Come to mm, find out, he's still he's nursing fine. a foot injury. <laughs> and uh, the timeline was, he may not be ready for opening night. And you're talking about two top six guys with the uncertainty of Rodriguez, <laughs> the uncertainty of Newhook you know maybe maybe the fact that those guys looked as good as they did mm-hmm. uh in camp and then in preseason games where you're like we're going to be fine we really this was kind of an emergency thing for us just in case none of these guys were ready you know if if all of those guys if uh if if all those guys all had preseasons kind of the way that Ben Myers was going where yeah. you're kind of like oh my gosh man. <laughs>
2: then more, yeah. maybe
0: Gal maybe Galchenyuk would have made a lot more sense but because those guys have looked as solid as they have have looked as intriguing as they have it made it a lot easier to be like where does this guy really fit into our lineup right well, we're not going we're not going to work really hard and cater everything specifically around this cat let's just move on and yeah. if something changes they got a little bit of a look with him and he can always pop back because at the Later moment, on, yeah, still does not have a job.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. 150 of you people in here, you must be crazy hungry for hockey because I can't believe that many of you are with us at 1130 Dude. at night after that hockey game. On
0: a, on a Wednesday night. Yeah. <laughs> on a Wednesday, 1130 on a Wednesday night during the preseason. What's wrong with y'all? <laughs>
2: Anyway, we're going to wrap this up. Yeah, th- I, we're not expecting that many of you, but we're going to yeah. let you all go to bed. Uh, we're going to get out of here for the night. We appreciate you all so very much, though. If you're new, if you're not around, be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. That helps us out a ton. Uh, but other than that, we will be back tomorrow. Uh, should be a cool show tomorrow. We should be talking to somebody. Should be fun. Hope to see you there at around, what, one thirty. we said, is the expect we're expecting? I think, think so, Ish. yeah. So tune in for that. Until then, we'll talk to you on the next one.